Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groby with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Ben takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score. Touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Jean Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Jean Meats and taste the difference. Back, pistol formation, two tight ends right side. They bring a man in motion. Daniels. That's the snap. They're going to run a reverse. They're going to run a reverse. They're looking to make it a reverse pass. They throw it. Yeah. Incomplete. Woo. Arkansas wins. Arkansas wins. They ran a reverse with their backup quarterback. He threw it five feet over the receiver's head. The Razorbacks win the ball game. Arkansas wins the Liberty Bowl. All right, let's bring in Quinn Grovey. Quinn, it wasn't quite the Coach Z squeal, but a natural reaction to the Razorbacks escaping <laughs> last night at the Liberty Bowl. You're like, I got to get to Beale Street. You guys quit screwing around over here. That was uh, <laughs> 680 yards of offense, and you pull one out by two. What a game, huh? Uh, it was crazy, man. And usually I, I, I do a pretty good job of not stepping on Chuck, his calls. But you're right, that was just a natural Ugh, oh my god you know it's just like it was crazy it was part i was nervous and it was part uh yeah let's get the bill street but yeah it was it was a crazy game man it it you know i've been doing the broadcast for a long time and i know i know football uh but i may have to go get a refresh on some rules and some stuff like that but uh I, that might have been the closest i've ever come on the radio in my 25 years or 26 how many years i've been doing it dropping an f-bomb i was like it was it was like i had to like like really like think about what i was about to say it's like i i went into buddy mode and like i'm sitting around my buddies and i you know that's a dangerous place to be when you're on the radio so uh i was like i was bought in as a fan at that point in time and yeah i'm glad we uh we stayed calm but chuck and i, I mean Look, we were up there, and I was like, Chuck, we got to regroup, too. I mean, like, we got to pull up our bootstraps and, like, forget it. It's behind – all that's behind us. I know we should be gone. We should be back to the hotel. But you got to give that team a lot of credit because by the time they got to overtime, they should have already been in the showers and headed to the bus. And I think they knew that. And to regroup and uh, get your mindset uh, in, the, in, in the right space to go out and, and win a tough game – with a quarterback that is absolutely on fire and uh i mean that, that that's a that's a tough way to have to win a football game especially when you were in control the entire time yeah let's talk about that a little bit in that final play and there are people who are detractors of, of coach Bryles, and you know he does have some plays that are kind of they do leave your head scratching a little you scratch your head a little bit but he called a lot of great plays last night that were very effective but that final call by kansas you just talked about i mean daniels is dealing the whole night 500 yards plus passing yep. And you take it out of his hands at the end. That was a little, a little curious to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes no sense. And, and and I know what they're thinking too. I mean, uh, you know, Jason Bean, the backup quarterback, he's a guy that played half the season, and he can play too. Now, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, he can play, but he wasn't in the flow of the game. He wasn't in the rhythm of the game, and everything Daniels was doing was working. 
Uh, I mean, I didn't expect him to come in and throw the ball 55 times. I knew that he was athletic. I knew that he could run the ball. I knew he was the, the straw for Kansas that stirs the drink. But, boy, he just took that game over. Uh, he had a couple of receivers with over 100 yards. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I kept talking. To, me and Chuck kept talking about it on the broadcast, like, okay, we need to keep scoring. Keep scoring. Keep scoring. Mm -hmm. Keep scoring because the way they went down the field on, on that very first possession, you, you knew that they were going to have the ability to uh, catch fire at some point in time. And you knew they probably would. And that's why – Every point was was critical. That's why I thought, you know, the the, the interception right before the half, and you know, Satania's got to get in there and fight and get, get you know be a little bit stronger with that one. And but you get that, you make it thirty eight before the half. That's a big deal. But you know, Kansas had scored that touchdown and then was able to get the football back at in the third quarter. And uh, I was just like, oh man. But I still like, I was there, and I know we talked about the game. I got to go back and watch it. Really, I got to go back and yeah. watch it again because I don't know how – I really don't know how it happened. I mean, I called the game and I was there, but I don't know how it happened. And I, I, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm actually sitting here in North Little Rock in a in a parking lot, so I'm on my way back. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I got to get back home and, and watch that thing. Quinn, going into uh, overtime, I made my way down from the press box to the field, and uh, I – I, I, I thought this is Kansas' game. You know, they had their sideline, their bench. I mean, it was so hype. Um, they had all the momentum for Arkansas to do what they did in overtime. Man, I, I do think yep. it says a lot about the team and the coaching staff to be able to rally them after giving up 18 straight points. Oh no, I think you're spot on with that. I think it also says a lot about you know. I know I heard a lot of people say that the team didn't want to be there. They didn't want to go to the Liberty Bowl. They wanted to win that football game. There's no doubt about it, and you could see it. And uh, yeah, to be able to to win that game, get up off the mat uh, when you know you've you had them closed out. I mean, you were beating the brakes off of them, and uh, to to have to go to overtime that could be that could mess with your mind a little bit, man. And uh, so they show mental toughness. In in my opinion, it'd have been easy to let go of the rope. I mean, Kansas was going crazy. The fans were. Uh, going crazy for Kansas, and our fans were helping our team as well. But that's a that's a tough situation to win a football game, and to me, that shows a lot of mental toughness. And you got to give KJ Jefferson a lot of credit. I know uh, we were talking about uh, uplifting your team, and Geno Bell said it on our broadcast how KJ was just going up and down the sideline talking to to each uh, you know whether it was defense and offense, and so he was showing a lot of leadership, and he came through in a big big way, and it's. It's so it's so comforting to know that he's coming back. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too. And you start looking at what he did last night. I mean, he really did put the team on his back, let him in rushing and, and the passing yards. And you know, the ridiculous play, Quinn. I mean, the only one that was close to that was the BYU play where he escaped and yeah. threw the pass to the uh, to Trey Knox. But I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, the guy didn't take a single negative yeah. play in the run game uh, and, and avoided sacks. It's just it's amazing what he's able to do. You know, you're a dual threat guy, one of the all-time greats at that in that regard. Matt Jones comes to mind, obviously. In the in the pantheon of quarterbacks, you know, I got to think KJ Jefferson's going to be right there, you know, towards the top of, of, of guys that are going to be remembered as one of the all-time greats with what he's done, not only from a performance standpoint but a leadership standpoint. Yeah, no, I, t I totally agree with that, and, and especially with him coming back again, uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll take an assault on on all the records. Uh, 
at the at the university, and I give him a hard time. You know, he he gives me a hard time about me playing in, in the uh, the old fuzzy days of, of TV, and and um, I said, well, it's going it's going to take you five or six years to break all the records, and so uh, we're even. And uh, but no, he is by him coming back, man. <clears throat> Yeah, he's he's given himself an opportunity to be on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Um, you want to win? You you want to you want to get you you like like next year to get like a ten win season in there. That definitely solidified. But uh, KJ is he's been great. Uh, he gives you all the hope in the world, and uh, I'm glad he's he's our quarterback. Yeah, I want to ask you about the offensive line too. You obviously have a huge departure with uh, Stromberg stepping away, and you know we talked a lot about Limmer and Coach talked all week about how comfortable he was with him sliding over to that position give me kind of your thoughts on the offensive line the numbers bared out that they performed well but what'd you what'd you see up front against the kansas d-line well like i said I, I, right off the bat i was worried when crawford went down because i was wondering what was going to happen harris stepped in but they were they were road grade them i mean like the guys weren't getting touched until they got to the second level on certain plays i mean big gaping holes and you know, Dominion and, and, and A.J., they were finding the, the creases that they need to. I thought the offensive line was really good. Uh, yeah, if you look at every one of those running backs, the big thing for me that stood out was K.J., 9.3 yards per carry, Dominion, six, or 5.6 yards per carry, and A.J. Green, 7.6 yards per carry. That says things are going extremely well for you. And that defense is—I uh, mean, you know—they were—they were treating—they were treating that defensive line like Burger King. I mean, we had it our way. Yeah, you can have it your way, <laughs> any way you want it. And uh, it was—it was—it was hunting season. And so, the offensive line did what they needed to do. And the offense did what they needed to do. When you talk about yeah. 681 yards, it's—it's it's ridiculous. And with any—I've never seen a team like rush for 394 yards, have 681 yards of total offense, and. Oh man, you have to you have to fight to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt. yeah. <laughs> Talking to Quinn Grover on the Brain of Moving and Storage Hotline. It's all brought to you by Petty Jean Meats. Um, you know, we talked about the importance of the game all week, and our opinion is, and again, no disrespect to Kansas, this was a much bigger game for Arkansas, and it did look like both teams really wanted to win that football game last night. Yeah. And I want to ask you from really two part from a guy who works on the broadcast and a former player, but also a guy who is out, you know, asking people to support the program financially. This feels like, to me, a big, big win for Arkansas. They did not need to lose this game, end with a losing season, fall to a program that doesn't have a lot of name cachet in Kansas. It felt like it was a big game for Arkansas to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we consider ourselves a, a football school. And, you know, Kansas is kind of dabbling in it. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting into football, it feels like. But they're a basketball school, first and foremost. And, uh, I mean, you can see it all week long. Their fans were just kind of, like, happy to be at a bowl game. You, you know, they, they know they can probably book a trip to the Final Four, wherever it is, but they know that they're probably not booking a trip to a bowl game sometime in late December or January. But they were they were just excited about being there. But, yeah, I mean, when you're a, a team that says or a school that says you're a football program, you don't want to go six and seven. I mean, I just mm-hmm. – going seven and six at the at the end of this year on a, on a high note, even though it was a tight game, uh, I think that that really helps everybody out in the state. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some bickering about certain things, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, you can go sit down in the living room and say, hey, did you see that great game? You can play in these kind of great games. <laughs> um, and uh, But, yeah, I think Arkansas is in a good spot. 
Quinn, I got two more yeah. about the game yeah. itself. One, uh, Rocket and uh, Crawford, have you heard anything about their injuries? Were they serious or anything that could hurt no. them in the spring? Uh, that's I, I didn't hear anything mm-hmm. about that. Okay. We were I, you know, I, and uh, I didn't see any of the coaches after after the game because uh, the buses they left and went back to Fayetteville after the game. But uh, I didn't see them at the hotel, and, and I was wondering about that. I was wondering like in the first half when Rocket went out, we were up so much. I was wondering like, is there an, is it an injury that he could come back in if if the game got tight? Um, but clearly he, he wasn't able to come back. So, and as far as Crawford is concerned, I mean, he laid down on the ground for a while. So I'm sure I'll hear something when I get back, um, today, but other than that, I don't, I don't know to the extent of, of what they're hurt, how they're hurt. And I thought my, uh, coworkers in the press box missed it with the, uh, most valuable defensive player for Arkansas. They, uh, they gave it to Nudie and, and McLeathern played well, don't get me wrong, but I thought Chris Poupal was excellent. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. I like watching him play. He, he, to me, he was the defensive player of the game for Arkansas. He, he wasn't the only one. What did you think about some of the freshmen like Poupal, uh, that stepped up and played in this game? Oh, Poupal was great, man. I, I thought Quincy McAdoo had a huge yeah. impact on the game. Uh, I mean, he literally look. He was bring, He was, yeah, yeah. He was bringing heat. I mean, like when he hit that tight end. I mean, that was like, ooh. And uh, I mean, that, that interception was big. But uh, you know, we knew Poupal was going to be fantastic. I was not worried about that one bit uh, with him replacing. I was more worried about you know Crook and some of those other guys. But I mean, those young guys played well. Cam Ball played well. Uh, Jackson Woodard. I, yeah, absolutely. The play he made, uh, tipping that ball was huge. And uh, so I'm excited about these young guys and, and how they're playing. And, you know, you as we move forward in this new day and age of college football, I mean, how you position your roster for bowl games is going to be critical as well. So you got, I mean, roster management in every every shape or form is is really starting to be something that coaches uh, have to move up on their priority list. But I'm excited about those young guys and how they played and how physical they were. So I, I think we're in good shape uh, with some of those guys on defense. You got, now you got holes to fill, but I think Sam and those guys will go out and get them. Quinn, I want to ask you about the uh, playoff. We won't talk to you again before Saturday, obviously. TCU, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State. On paper, you know, pretty obvious. If you're going to pick a team to score an upset, who do you like better? Ooh. I, I don't think TCU has a chance, even though I'm not a big Michigan person. Uh, so if, if somebody had a chance to score an upset, I think you know it, it would be Ohio State. I know Kirby is, is – I wouldn't pick Ohio State to win the football game, but if you ask me to, to, to go to Bet Saracen, you know, with a gun to my head with me and you and Wes, I'm going I'm to I'm pick Ohio State uh, with, um, with, the, with the upset. Well, I won't do that then. won't put a gun to your head for anything. Um, how about tonight? Oh, Oakland. Like, like how about Oakland? How about yeah, we like we like that a lot too. How about uh, you, like the, you like the Titans tonight? I like the Titans to beat the Cowboys. I think it's a no-brainer. Don't you think so? I, I like them a much. I like them much more when I was in the fantasy football uh, playoffs. I got beat last week, so I'm not going to watch it. But uh, yeah, I think I think uh, no, I, I think the Titans. Uh, I think the Titans will give them a fight, but I still say the Cowboys will win the game. No, Cowboys are going to kill him. I was just trying to set you up to get West wound up. No, All right. no, no. You got, a, you got an NFL pick? You like somebody right now from what you've seen? It's pretty open in the AFC. 
yeah, it is wide open in the AFC. Um, I, I just don't know what to expect with, you know, like a team like Tennessee losing to Houston last week. That's crazy. So they're about to mm. fall out of the playoffs. But I, look, Joey B is he's got them boys rolling again. So uh, Cincy, but but Kansas City. I mean, Mahomes and Kelsey, they're too much even without Tyreek Hill and Miami without Tua. Yeah, yeah, that, they're going well, like, to struggle. You like Cincy or the Bills this weekend in Cincinnati? Uh, Josh Allen is a freak. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Josh in, in Buffalo. Okay, I like that. Very good. Well, Quinn, safe travels the rest of the way. Glad you could come on with us. We appreciate you very much, and we'll chat with you next week. It's set for the national championship game. We'll have our matchup all set. All right, fellas, y'all take care. I'm about to hit this pavement. Be right, safe. Mike, be careful. Thanks. All right, see y'all. All right, Quinn Grovey, great stuff per usual.